Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to my first episode of La Vie Podcast. Um, My name is Andre Marie, for those that don't know me, which is probably everybody. But I wanted to introduce myself in this episode and talk about my story, or a little bit about my story, let's say. I'm suffering from an awful, awful flu, so my voice is a little nasally, but hopefully next week you will hear my true voice but rambling one of the things i've learned in the last few years of opening a business need a place where i can vent i need a place where i can chat i need a place where i can reflect explore learn um there have been so many times when i've really wanted to talk about my day talk through some of my lessons and i just always felt like i should share this i feel like this part of owning a business being a mum This part of life is not necessarily talked about enough. People talk about all the glory days and everything that we see is almost in a picture frame on Instagram or um, in a part of a story on your stories on Instagram or Snapchat. But no one talks through the emotional roller coaster that a business or that life brings to you. And that's what my podcast Lavi is about. Lavi means life in French and I just literally wanted to have this podcast where I can explore people like me who have everyday problems who have everyday wins and yeah I just wanted to talk about it so I guess every person has their story to tell and mine is so up and down but I just feel like I should at least start from somewhere I've always had a passion for hair I began doing hairdressing when I was maybe I want to say between the age of five or seven um seven seems more likely I just always wanted to do hair I always wanted to be in someone's head I loved it every opportunity I had I was doing someone's hair so after uni I kind of wanted to explore that side it was something that I've been wanting to do way before um whilst I was at uni hair interrupted my uni life it's what I did it's what I was about I did, um, I took time out of uni. I did fashion shows in my spare time instead of doing work. I, I was very much into doing hair. I was doing friends' hair. I was working through the night doing hair. It was just something that always distracted me. And when I left uni, I had two jobs. Um, one of, of which was a temp job and then the second one, was supposed to be more of a more permanent position, but I was made redundant. When I was made redundant, I think that's when I felt like I needed to take the opportunity. So there was a hairdresser that I followed at the time called um, Cynthia Harvey. I really, really loved her work. And though I had an opportunity at the salon where I was a client, um, my hairdresser was called Sharon, she also was an excellent hairdresser I wanted to learn from the person who taught her and I remember she told me that she worked with a lady called Sandra and I had researched obviously Cinder and I wanted I thought her cutting skills were they blew me away and I wanted I wanted she was someone that I kind of looked up to so I I said okay I kind of want to be around the people that she works with because I feel like that's what hairdressing is whatever I'm doing is dying it that's not it. I need to be doing what she's doing. I need to be around the people that she works with because that 
is the hairdressing, that award-winning look, the things, the 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 thing that I look for a magazine and I see, that's what she's got. So I found her um, and she was at a salon called Sandra Repair and Beauty. Um, and I just went there, got my hair done and I just asked her, um, is there any opportunity for volunteering here? Um, I really have a passion for hair. I don't know if it's something that's real, but I know that I at least want to try it for a period of time. Um, I'm not asking for anything, but I do want to volunteer. And Sandra saying yes to me volunteering when I had no expertise, no, nothing really. I was just a girl they didn't know who wanted an opportunity. Her giving me that opportunity single-handedly changed my life. It, it was the beginning of everything for me. It changed everything and... People always say that people come into your life and you can cross paths with people and some people will give you something and you meet people for a certain reason. I honestly believe that that was the major role that she had in my life. She gave me an opportunity that I don't know that everyone would have given to a stranger. And I'm eternally grateful. It was one of the best things I ever did. I'm... I... Me going and volunteering, I didn't even think about it, but when I say it, sometimes I'm like, you really went and volunteered. And the funny thing about that part of the story is that maybe a week or two after volunteering at the place, at the salon, and um, going in there Fridays and Saturdays, I believe, I got a full-time position. I was offered a full-time position, a position that I'd been looking for, and I'd been looking for for the whole year really I'd been applying for jobs relentlessly and I didn't get anything and literally as I got that position I was offered uh, quite a shit salary but still the position that I had been looking for and I turned it down because something told me that this was what I was supposed to do and honestly I don't regret it. So now after volunteering at the salon, I enrolled for an MVQ qualification and I qualified in 2011. So when I qualified, my biggest thing was, how am I going to get clients? I didn't want to take the clients from the girls and the guys that worked in the salon. I wanted to build my own clients. I I wanted people to want to come to me. And I'd already given YouTube a shot and I... Honestly, it just wasn't for me. The way I tried to do it before, I I didn't know how to speak on camera. My teeth were awful. I didn't like the way I looked particularly. I was quite nervous and I wasn't really myself on camera. So I wanted to take a different spin on it. I bought myself a Canon 600D camera and I said, I'm just going to put the camera here and I'm going to work and I'm going to speed, kind of like speed it up. I didn't realise that I was putting up these videos publicly I think because I'd already tried the whole YouTube thing and it was like nah it's not for me let me just do these videos so that I can look back at my work and see how I'm progressing but after uploading two videos I realized that my videos were actually public and so I decided to just roll with it and when I say to you things just aligned in this career of mine things just aligned things that I didn't expect things that I didn't plan but everything just aligned for 
it to work out for me and the channel just became my unique way of gaining clients and building my audience authentically clients who came to me I found that they had a level of trust in me because they had always already seen what I was capable of doing online and that really really helped boost my confidence I felt that because people had seen what I was doing online they were able to trust in me more just have just this no questions asked sort of confidence they came to me like they already knew who I was and it felt really good so it took me about three years to build an actual solid column of returning clients and before I knew it I was known for pixie cuts and I was just getting the hang of things like hairdressing by that time started becoming second nature to me and you know what happens when you get confident you get mad brave you start dreaming big People start telling you, well, you should have your own place. You can do better. Your current situation isn't working for you. I'm pretty sure that you should do this. Oh, my God, you should, you're so good. Look, what happens is you get confident and you start thinking about your next steps. My following started growing. I was happy. And after roughly about eight years, going on nine, I think I did about nine years at Sandra's, I decided to exit. I won an award as part of the team there. So, you know, I had my credentials. (laughs) I was legit. So I was, you know, ready to move on to my next phase. So as a result of this, 2017, I opened my own shop. And like most things, I didn't make a big deal out of it. It's not something I totally regret, but it is something I wish I could have done a little bit differently. But to be really honest, by the time the salon opened, my business partner and I had run out of money. We'd spent the evening before setting up the shop. My mum was praying in the shop, spraying her holy water everywhere um, to keep the devil away. Her idea, not mine. She came, she prayed all over the place. We were setting up cupboards we were cleaning off the dust from the shop I was exhausted by the opening day completely and utterly exhausted I didn't really get a buzz either I mean everyone always talks about the first when they first have like this experience how it was almost like I felt like I was having an out-of-body experience it felt really surreal I can't really remember much of what I said and how I reacted but I do remember feeling really really excited about the unknown I felt really accomplished but I really I felt so flipping scared I had a place I could call my own literally built from scratch brand new a place where people could come people could work with me I could build a team and hopefully later on I will call my tribe like those were going to be my people but one of the main things I remember that I that kept on coming into my mind over and over again was what the hell have you got yourself into what the hell have you got yourself into and to be honest within the first weeks of opening the salon I regretted everything (laughs) I regretted opening up the shop I regretted making the decision I regretted taking such a bolt I regretted everything because some of the things that I noticed immediately were one initially salon was supposed to be open for six days Monday to Friday I did all the shifts by myself um my business partner was in the shop with me and let's just say that after the first six weeks the salon had new opening hours I was now open Tuesday to Saturday because I physically couldn't do it it was long hours and 
whenever I wasn't at the salon, I was thinking about what I was going to do for the salon and it literally took it out of me. It wasn't like for a business, I needed it to make sense. The salon had to be open on days that made sense. I had to be able to do all the shifts myself if it came down to it and I, I couldn't physically do six days. So I decided to make it easier on myself and open up for for five days. Number two, I realised that a lot of my clients had no idea where I was and it would take time for some of them to find me. And even though I had shared it on social media, a lot of people are not on social media. As much as social media is the number one thing, a lot of people are not on social media and and even if they are, they can miss your posts. So a lot of people didn't actually know where I was. I would say maybe like 40% of my clients knew where I had gone because they had my number. I had sent them a personal message. So a lot of the people that were my regular regulars, they knew where I was and they were coming to me as soon as opening up a salon, you realise that it's not just you anymore. I have this whole place to look after. I have rent to pay I've got bills to pay I've got a phone line I've got booking system to pay I want I had like a website to run I had to pay for bins outside like collection of bins I had there was just so many bills that just came from I went from having maybe one or two bills to having like 15 in a matter of a month and a half and it was a lot and I instantly I just realized that okay I don't know what I thought was going to happen, but this wasn't it. So it was a huge reality check for me. Another thing that I noticed within the first few weeks was because I've taken on a small team, this meant that I was going to have to take a massive pay cut. So the money that was once coming to me, now I had to be shared out on rent, on everything that I mentioned in the previous point. And that was probably the biggest shock. Because I knew I would have to take a pay cut. I didn't know that I was going to have to take over 60% pay cut. And I was going to have to basically almost live like a a junior again, a junior stylist who was getting paid maybe £7 per hour. So my pay cut dramatically decreased. Again, I was still excited because I love a project. And I knew at that point that this would work fact of the matter is people need their hair done but not only that I believe I believed then and I still believe today that we deserve to be educated treated well and of course we deserve a great customer experience so that was like the number one thing that kept me going in the last two years I've learned that owning a business no matter how small is so overwhelming it's quite depressing at times if I'm honest and I like the baby that I gave birth to on this date last year a business won't evolve and learn new things and become self-reliant it will always need to be nurtured for as long as I have it and I don't think I was ever really ready for that responsibility and I didn't quite understand it until I was well into the business there's so many parts to making the ship sail smoothly and I got it so wrong so many times before I got it right but learning from all those experiences is what makes your business authentic makes you a true entrepreneur and makes you most of all human so after about two years um two years and a half I can say I've only gotten 60% of it right and that changes according to what part of the business needs me the most and at any particular time 
whether it is finance, staffing issues, social media. But the one thing that remains on top of my list is the customer service because I didn't open the shop so I can do my own hair. I opened the shop so I could try and deliver a service that I know I'm good at whilst making other people happy. I love working with people. I enjoy working with people. I love my job. And it's definitely something that I want to continue to do. But now I have a 360 understanding of exactly what it is. So to finish off this episode, in my long-winded way, I'm still here. I still feel like I've got, I'm a very long way for where I want to be. Sometimes I dread the journey. Um, I'm definitely not rolling in money. And sometimes I make ends meet. But all in all, I'm, I'm in my happy place. So that is the gist of this episode. I am hoping that you guys stay around to listen to some of my stories, what I've got to say. Um, Like I said, I'll be talking about motherhood, how it's changed me, how business has changed me, how being an entrepreneur has changed me, how owning a business has changed me. I'll share some stories of some of the wild things I've come across in the last two and a half years. Um, Some of the joys that I haven't celebrated enough and everything in between so I hope you stick around I hope you enjoyed this first episode and thank you for listening bye